ready for another episode of Wandering and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 42. I really hope that we have a lot in store for you tonight because according to Douglas Adams, 42 is the answer to the ultimate questions of life, the universe, and everything. Nah, who am I kidding? We're three morons. You aren't getting anything special tonight. What you are getting is me, Foggy, JPP. Easy listening sounds for the hard of hearing. It's JPP. To which the plant replied, oh no, not again. And Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. I don't know about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but I might be able to be the guide of my house. Beyond that, I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know, you know a couple routes around town, you know, some good alleyways and stuff. Nah, <laughs> I get off work, that goes away. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And we are noticeably teabagless this evening. Ask your doctor if you're teabagless and what you can <laughs> Be thankful. <laughs> Teabags is away on assignment next week. Hopefully, he'll have a special report for us. Yeah, he never follows up on these assignments. It makes me wonder what he's really up to and, you know, how many people, well, we, we won't go there. Let's, let's you know on. what? If he comes back with nothing, we will dock his pay and make him pay back all the money we gave him to go on vacation on this assignment. Well, that's true. So, which, was, which wasn't much in the first place. So he owes us a pizza. Uh, with our slush fund, it's pretty substantial. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, Everybody have a good weekend. Yes. Had a very busy weekend, music-filled weekend. Been listening to some stuff and uh, enjoying, well, you know, here in the Midwest, we got pelted with uh, tons of rain, so you couldn't go outside and do much. So I uh, caught up on a new album that I didn't know came out and was enjoying that and, uh, you know, trying to find the time to be a little creative and all that good stuff. So can't complain. Will you be sharing the album at the end with the What Are We Listening To segment? Yes, sir. Fantastico. Monday. Anything? Yeah, sad? we had, uh, well, Saturday we had a wedding to go to, and that was nice. And fortunately, it was quick because we also had our annual Halloween party that my mother-in-law throws. So it was a pretty late night. We didn't get home till after midnight. We haven't done a whole lot today. I didn't. So I was mostly watching football and doing laundry. So after midnight, did you let it all hang out? Uh, when I went to bed, yeah. <laughs> God, it's just like tea bags came back in the room. You're welcome. <laughs> Show's getting gross. Uh, hey, music puns, you, you, you fit them in where you can. Okay, <laughs> um, I had a fantastic sports weekend how was your weekend foggy <laughs> now that you ask i'm going to tell you again uh no this yeah super duper weekend because uh my my hoosiers won they're six and two they're bowl eligible it's early they actually beat a uh team that's maybe not great you know right now but historically they have been a really great program so that was exciting i did got an article out there on it if you want to check that out and then i uh, went to the colts game today and they won and right before we began recording this evening, my Blackhawks finally got off the schneid and uh, picked up a big win, five to one. 
So nice. hot weekend. I think I just came back. I was 20 points down. I just checked a few minutes ago. Five points up in my fantasy league. So all sports are clicking right now. Your fantasies are coming true. Indeed, they so, are. So fantasy league, did you pick the fairies or the ogres? Yes. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I, I would go with the orcs. <laughs> oh, I went with neither of the... Well, that'd be three, so I can't say that. Anywho. Oh, I always get stuck with the mages. <laughs> well, let's get started, boys. Yes. And this week, in our challenge inspired <clears throat> by Lester Bangs, we have Paul. Yes. In spirit of October... I'm going to get a little brutal, so let's have some fun, shall we? I'm interested. Okay. Let me uh, do a little skimming so I can kind of filter in real time. You know how that goes. Okay. So the first four albums from this band are all obvious classics, but this album is one that stands out the most and is the most heaviest and bestest in every way possible. Points for saying bestest. Yeah, that's yeah. That really isn't a professional review. Yeah, well, it's on a it's in an archive from an old website, so it's not from okay. Amazon at least. So we'll give it that. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, let's see here. Although this album is popular, it's still highly underrated by numerous metal fans. This band has always been trying to get that sick, disgusting, and downright wrong feel ever since they formed the band. On this album, they've truly done that. Every single thing about this record is nasty and sick in the best way ever. First of all, let's start. um, Let's see here. The album artwork. This cover art already makes this album great. You don't even have to listen to it. One look at the cover and you already know it's going to be a damn great piece once you get into it. The music. The guitars sound grindy and disgusting, which is perfect. The drums sound tight yet deep, which backs up that rotten sound the guitars give off. The bass. Uh, is there more points for that? And you got to have that thick present bass in death metal, especially a brutal, heavy as fuck death metal album like this one. The music here fits the band's lyrical aspect and theme perfectly. Uh, no other album describes this band better than this album. The album is extremely underrated. Um, let's see here. They come back with something even better. Um, They experiment with sexually violent lyrics on this album, and the band made their instruments sound heavier and nastier to fit the lyrics. The can, uh, let's see, let's scroll ahead here. Literally every aspect of this album isn't disappointing. Every single thing lives up to itself, no matter what it is, however it may come off. Um, Let's see here. Let's kind of scroll to the, because they get a little too detailed here. Um, when I get sick of every other album from this band, this album always sticks with me. Uh, it never gets annoying or old once. If you want to listen to some good music from this band, listen to this. And if you're a new fan, start with this album. Did a 12-year-old write this? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. You said it was their fifth album? Fourth. Fourth. Uh-huh. Uh, let's, let me take that back because this is kind of a summary here in somewhat present day. So it's within the first four albums. Let's, let's say it that way. I, when I looked just as you said that, and I looked, I see that they kind of, it's a retrospective review. Okay. Well, I have a guess on the band then. Okay. 
Cannibal Corpse. Damn, you were good. Yeah. <laughs> you said a few things that gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the album is Butchered at Birth. Okay. Well, see, because I was looking at their discography because I thought you said it was their fourth or fifth album. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah. That's like their second, second album. Yeah, it's yeah. their second. That's the one I got um, that our buddy got uh, autographed for me. Yes. <clears throat> the uh, artist so what was it that tipped you off um well he said death metal and then he said something about what was the the sexually violent lyrics yeah yeah that's that's them Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh i I don't know something else too yeah i think but that as soon as he said death metal i mean that got me in that mindset and then yeah that's I figured yeah. it out from there, but I was trying to nail which album. But <laughs> and I'm not sure how familiar you are with Cannibal Corpse, Foggy. If you've listened to, uh, it. I've heard some, but I am not super. I was going to say you've at least heard them involuntarily when you watched the first Ace Ventura, because yeah. uh, they're the band that he goes up and headbangs with on the yeah. on the stage and everything. So, but you know, with hits like Hammer Smashed Face and um, yeah. uh, Devoured by Vermin, I mean, you really can't go wrong. Yeah. We, we had the pleasure, Monday and I had the pleasure of seeing them live with Anthrax back in the 90s. And uh, I was completely impressed on how death metal was pulled off live, especially with the Yeah, it was very impressive. And uh, <laughs> I got to talk to the singer after the show and somebody's like, what's your name? My name's George. Like he was the new singer. <laughs> and so he's completely hoarse. Like, where are you from? I'm from Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his throat was just completely red. I mean, it was just like, raw meatloaf at that and wow you know i already listened to the band and enjoyed the riffs but i was hooked a lot more after that yeah um just also foggy just he said something about getting the autographed uh, um, most of their covers like their earlier covers are you familiar with the artist uh vince Locke? he did like the dead world and all that stuff yeah that he did most of their album covers Awesome. Yeah. His so, pencils are real busy and like really intricate and have lots yes. of stuff on them, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. He does a lot of cross hatching and stuff. Yep. Um, Sean Hilton, our good mm-hmm. friend, he took that for Paul and he took a couple of comics for me to some show and got them autographed by Vince. Yeah. So. A kid actually brought me a, a book that was illustrated by him a couple of years ago. Nice. This stuff's yeah. gorgeous. It's, yeah, it looks amazing. Really good. As I'm looking at the butchered at birth and you say it's gorgeous, I'm like, oh, yeah, good. well, <laughs> technically, it's yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> His imagery might not be, but. Yes, sir. All right. Excellent job, Monday, on the Lester Bangs Inspired Challenge. Next week, I will be bringing um, the Lester Bangs Challenge to you guys. I'm probably going to go deep cuts back to the 30s. Sweet. Yep, just uh, lots of good reviews coming out back then on but the you internet. Gotta, yeah, you've got to read it like, now, nah, see, this band is hot. Now, <laughs> see? Well, stick it to your father's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Okay, well, that brings us to the actual challenge of the week. And I'm going to let Monday explain this <laughs> so I don't screw it up again. <clears throat> okay, so 
we had originally uh we were i was joking to go with the halloween theme i was joking about doing songs about uh, with body parts in the title and we got on a nice run with those in our text thread <laughs> so that was a lot of fun but the actual challenge is uh basically i just want a three song halloween playlist just any song that you think sounds spooky or scary or weird or might apply in some way to All Hallows Eve. I need Perfect. sound effects. Did we all end up with three? <laughs> I have three, yeah. Yeah, I got three. Okay, I have three too. So um, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I'm going to leave my best, my favorite for the last. We're building up. There you go. We're going to crescendo. Okay. So my first one, and this one's mainly based on lyrics because they are pretty rough, is Haunted by Evanescence. Okay. Are you familiar? Uh, yeah. It sounds like every other Evanescence song, I pretty mean, much. Yeah. <laughs> I love a, Amy Lee's voice. Yes. It's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And the lyrics are truly haunted. And her voice singing them, I think, is what I really like about that song. So that's my choice at number three. Cool. Very cool. JP. <clears throat> well, I'm going to go with a um, massive pop favorite um, just because when I heard it as a kid, it was around Halloween. And of course, it reminded me of Halloween ever since. And that's Thriller by Michael Jackson. Oh, um, yeah. You, you got to have that. I mean, you know, got the zombies doing the dances with them and stuff like that. It left a really solid impression as a kid because of, you know, it had a lot of history to the groundbreaking album sales records and um, the production behind the music video. It was more of a movie and that kind of thing. It was just, you know, unprecedented things that they did for this tune that really hadn't been done before. And so, yeah, I had to go with that for sure. And, uh, you know, in fact, it was on the radio today when we were running errands this, this afternoon. And I uh, was like, yes, that's right. So give me a chance to listen to it. And you can't go wrong with Vincent. So. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> I had, do you guys remember who directed the video? Off the top of my head, I do not. Foggy? Uh, wait a minute. Okay, I got to think about this for a second. The big, big name at the time. Kind of a legend now. Not uh, not what's his name? For, no, it wouldn't have been. Um, I don't know who. John Landis. Oh, I almost said that, and I thought no, yeah. he's too teeny, and, teen bopper. And the special effects, the makeup and stuff, a lot of that was done by the legendary Rick Baker. Yeah, I knew it was Rick Baker. Classic. <clears throat> All right, Monday. Okay, my first one is probably, I'll say this is my most obvious pick. Um, I mean, from the opening notes, uh, you can't go wrong with Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is pretty much, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this song is pretty much where heavy metal was born. And it's like super dark and heavy and crazy sounding. But and it starts with uh, at the beginning. It starts with like a storm sound effect, like you hear heavy rain and lightning, thunder. Well, you don't hear lightning; you hear the thunder. 
<laughs> but it really sets the mood and then it comes in with that monster riff and you know big drums and it just sounds evil right from the opening riff and it it kind of stays in that little creepy pocket there and what really <clears throat> you you take the music by itself and it's amazing but then Ozzy comes in and man his vocals on that song are just perfection it really sets the mood and you hear he's got all the oh no please god help me and all that stuff and it, it really tells the story and uh, he's singing the song he sounds terrified himself so it's a like a musical horror movie <laughs> nice you awesome know, you, you just inspired me monday i see you getting <clears throat> your axe out there to the lightning <laughs> you can feel the thunder eating at white castle really does wonders there you go <laughs> that's a horror movie in itself yeah no that, doubt that is scary <laughs> that's nasty uh, yes speaking of that's nasty um before teabags left he did manage to send me his choices so um I'm going to go ahead. Instead of doing a round table with his, I'm just going to go ahead and read all three of his yeah, off. Yeah, bust them all out here. Um, yeah. They're, they're by the same artist, actually. Um, they terrified um, T-Bags back in 1990 when they stormed onto the scene. Um, and, you know, they could come across as bullies. I mean, they're a bunch of tough guys. So um, he chose um, All for Love, Girl, and Baby I Would by O-Town. <laughs> so they're, they're the stuff of nightmares. So great, great choices, T-Bags. That's wonderful. I just want to say I could not be happier that I am not the one <laughs> uh, so-called choosing the boy band stuff this time. Uh, well, Tony's always been a big boy band fan, so. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't really surprising. I'm surprised he didn't go with uh, the all for one with uh, Brian Adams and, uh, you know, those guys. Oh, Sting and Sting. Rod Stewart. Is that right? Is it Rod or Bolton? We'll have to Google that. Well, those, they're a bunch of girls compared to O Town, so they're not as terrifying. <laughs> no, and but... we, look, we look this up, Paul, mm -hmm. and O Town had music out as recently as August of this year. No kidding. No kidding. That's time to do a review for Tony. <laughs> next one. That's, you know what? If he comes back from assignment with nothing, that's his next assignment. <laughs> to review that on his own mini-sode. Mini-sode, yep. <laughs> yeah, it was Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. Good, good uh, memory there. Monday. There you go. I just remember cut, cutaways to the movie and you know them kind of palling around and singing the chorus. That's... Really about I it. think uh, Brian Adams and Rod Stewart had a contest to see who had the more gravelly voice <laughs> yeah. and better hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, let's go to round two. Oh, yeah. All right. My choice is based entirely on the name of the track, and it is The Talking Heads Psycho Killer. <laughs> nice. Nice. Because they should always make a list somewhere they're just uh, 
I love you know, Burn is, is too nuts and out there and interesting not to be on a list, I think. Yeah. That's a great song. It's so it good. Is. <clears throat> and they're just so unique anyway. They don't sound like anybody. No. They're truly in their own category. Quick. You, have, you have to love a song that has a French phrase in it. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> a lot case, of French phrases. In this case, it's <laughs> qu'est-ce que c'est, but, you know. Oh, um, there's more. It's yeah, there's quite a quite a few lines. <laughs> Quick derail. There was a podcast I listened to by Otis Gibbs a couple years ago um, on a trip with a coworker, and so we popped it on. It was great, but I can't remember the artist that was being interviewed. But he ended up on David Byrne's label. But it was hilarious because he idolized David Byrne and saw him in public and like stuck half of his body out of the taxi yelling, David Byrne, hey! And David saw him and ran. Like, (laughs) out and ran into a store. (laughs) It was a funny story. And then when he met him later, he totally told him, it's like, yeah, I was wanting to say hello. And, you know, Dave was like, you? (laughs) Awesome. All right. All right, JP. Yep. All right. Just P. Wait, don't. Um. This is a Halloween classic. I actually remember listening to this a lot around Halloween. I think it was our junior year. And uh, absolute classic. I absolutely love this band. Um, I'm sad that we'll never hear new music from them. And that is, uh, the song is Black Number One by Typo Negative. Yeah. That whole album just epitomizes Halloween for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I would say anything that has Peter Steele's vocals on it, it was that you can play that on Halloween, yeah. especially when he whispers quietly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot going on in that song. What is it? It's like over. Is it like ten minutes long or yeah, over it, that? Or it's yeah, definitely very lengthy. The uh, non MTV yeah. video version is long, and plus, I mean, he's a huge dude wearing an upright bass like a regular bass guitar in that video. So, um. He's just a monster of a dude, you know, gone way <laughs> too soon, but uh, um, certainly a creative individual. And um, just they they had an aesthetic that was nailed down perfectly. And I certainly wish there was still a typo negative to bring more of that gothic joy to my life. Yeah. I'd like to hear you do the show from now on in that voice. <laughs> Let me tell you about life of agony. <laughs> I, I can't get that low. I mean, I have to have bronchitis to do it. So wait till I get sick. And <laughs> Just perfect. please, for the love of all that's holy, do not try to recreate his Playboy spread, his Playgirl spread. Why? What have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> heard? You mean seen? <laughs> not what I've seen. It's what I don't want to see. Well, when I worked at the record store and that issue came out, it didn't stay in stock very long. I'll tell you oh, that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Monday bottom up. Anyway, Monday, it's your turn. <laughs> I had to wallpaper my room. Oh, my God. Water about shot out my nose. <laughs> Shoot. Teabags isn't here. We should have laid that one on him. <laughs> okay. Settle down, children. You're not the ass principal. That's true. Uh, My second choice is a little ditty called Bloodletting by Concrete Blonde. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. This thing, the best part of this song is the bass line. 
It's so cool. It's simple, catchy, and it just drives the whole song. So good. And uh, Jeanette Napolitano's vocals, Mm -hmm. uh, they are, it's her vocals are very dynamic in this song. She goes from kind of a whisper to all the way up to screaming and it just, it works. It really carries the story of the song. And, uh, it's basically about vampires in new Orleans. So what else do you need other than that? Nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Interesting. By the way, I'm writing all these down and, uh, I will put these on, um, in order. I will put them on our show notes. Awesome. Cool. So people can check those out as we said. All right. Round three. Fight. My choice. <laughs> it's good. My choice. It's kind of a it's kind of a fun song. Um it is Oingo Boingo. Dead Man's Nice. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. such a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I can listen to that song like 20 times in a row. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yep. I almost that threw whole, Weird Science in there, too. Somebody mentioned Dolby yeah. earlier. I almost threw that in because it's about creating, you know, people building. <clears throat> Dead Man's Party is better. Well, it would have been number number two. So, anyway. Yeah. There you have it. There that whole three. album that that's on is mm-hmm. so good. It is. So good. Yeah, and then he's kind of dropped all of it there a few years after that and just went straight into doing scores and yeah. for movies. Yeah, he's talented. <laughs> Have you ever heard the Boingo album? Just called Boingo from the mid nineties. Uh, no, I remember the cover, but I don't remember ever hearing the whole album. It is dark and it is fantastic. So, <clears throat> you know, rank that right up there for the Halloween um, tracks for sure. I highly suggest it. Um, came out in uh, May of ninety four. I used to play it all the time at the record store. And yeah. You know, especially after watching Nightmare Before Christmas, and I knew who Dan- Danny Elfman was before that, mm-hmm. but I certainly fell in love with his voice. You know, as he sang for Jack Skellington, and then to hear him on this album was, uh, you know, with the darker, you know, subject matter and all that kind of stuff was definitely a lot more fun for me. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. All right. So it's my turn to pick mine, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Not pick. I already picked it. But <clears throat> in the vein of the with the body part songs i went with something a little more gruesome um I, I went along the path of our lester bangs um choice this week and i picked the classic hammer smashed face for its gore and its you know its subject matter the lyrics are fantastic you know you can't go wrong with um hold on let me pull them up real quick here <laughs> please do please do there's something inside me. It's it's coming out. I feel like killing you. Let loose the anger held back too long. My blood runs cold. I should be like swirling a, a glass of wine here. Through my anatomy dwells another being rooted in my cortex, a servant to its bidding. <laughs> oh, you know. You're making it sound like Monster Mash. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, there's a guy that did... Um, uh, what was, I can't remember the song, but he took a Cannibal Corpse song and turned it into a lounge song. Nice. Because he said they got banned for the lyrics. It's like, nobody can understand the lyrics. And uh, <laughs> so he's like, let's, let's play it in, the, in a medium that you know, somebody can understand. So he starts you know, singing it and playing an organ, bah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And he's in the middle of it for the chorus, he's like, I swallow your puss. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if that's the same guy that does people equal shit in the crooner style. 
Um, it's not Richard Cheese, is it? No, this this guy was like a British talk show dude. Uh, so mm, it was okay. kind of a segment that he did on his show. But Richard Cheese is awesome. Um, yes, he is. He, Lounge uh, against, against the, the machine. machine. Yes, sir. <laughs> Classic stuff. Um, his, his version of Welcome to the Jungle and um, Down with the Sickness is certainly a classic. <laughs> we got a lot of name dropping we're going to have to put on this sheet this week. <laughs> Get busy, y'all. <laughs> All right. It's up to well, you. Bring us home. My final pick was also the, uh, I don't know, goriest, scariest, actually kind of terrifying <laughs> pick of mine. Um, it's uh, Dead Skin Mask by Slayer. Hell yeah. And uh, this song is pretty much about uh, Ed Gein, the famous serial killer. And um, it's, uh, it kind of starts out with a spoken word by Tom Araya that is really, really creepy. It's basically uh, supposed to be Ed Gein. You know, he ends it by saying, I won't keep you long. I'll keep you forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, And then at the end, there's another kind of spoken word part, but this time it's like, it sounds like a kid that Ed Gein has trapped and he's like, hello, Mr. Gein, help me. Let me, let me go. (laughs) You know what? Um, When that album came out, I remember you let me borrow the CD because I didn't have it yet. And I was working on homework and laying on my bed, listening to the album and I dozed off. And when that song, <laughs> that, that song came on and, you know, I was oblivious to it until that kid, let me out. I was just yeah. like, I woke up completely terrified. <laughs> yeah. And the, the lyrics are pretty graphic and it's all, you know, kind of supposed to be from Ed Gein's POV. So it's uh, definitely an interesting song <laughs> and it definitely fits the theme for this week. Dance with the dead in my dreams. There you go. Fantastic. All right. So that's 12 delicious songs for our listeners. My runner up that I almost picked that I thought was too obvious was uh, Every Day is Halloween for Ministry. Mm. Mm. That's a great song, but I just thought it was a little too on the nose. Mm -hmm. That's all right. I thought I was going to do, I thought about Thriller as well. And they played it again today. All the cheerleaders were out, the little mini cheerleaders dressed up as. in costume and they did thriller nice. i was thinking yeah no nah, nah, i won't go with that so i'm glad you did paul that's cool yeah i had i was disconnected from that um you know you mentioned every day is halloween i want to make a t-shirt that says make ministry synth pop again there you go yep with sympathy <laughs> all day every day man that album is highly underrated it is beautiful it's so good it is very good you know i don't know if uncle al feels the same way but dude the fan it's incredible yeah, mm, you never know. He put it out. So, and uh, did he do? I, I was just scrolling through Twitter, and um, Michael's been putting all kinds of stuff out that they are doing with uh, Beauty and Chaos. Mm-hmm. And I saw Al was mentioned again. I didn't know if they maybe reinterpreted one of those songs again or something. I don't know. I have to look. Yeah, I'll have there's to. been a lot of uh, chatter in my Twitter feed that I I don't get a chance to actually take a break and read through what I want to read through lately. So I'll have to yeah. seek them out and see what's happening. Yeah. Beauty and chaos. I'm not on Twitter, but they pop up a lot in my Instagram, but I haven't seen anything about Al. Cool. Yeah. They're on their stuff on Twitter lots all day long. So 
Right on. All right. Paul, you have the challenge next week. Why don't you go ahead and issue the challenge? Today's challenge is inspired by a meme. It's, oh boy. It's the famous meme of the lady pointing and like, and the cat at the table going, Ugh. oh, yeah. Love that. <laughs> that or not. You don't know it? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'll send you some. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some great ones. Uh, let's get this to show up. I won't do it. There we go. So look, if you look on my screen there, kind of, you can see this lady's pointing and the cat's kind of like, Neh. but uh, it says the lady's saying revved up like a deuce and the cat's saying wrapped <laughs> up like a douche. Yeah. <laughs> so this week's challenge is brought to you uh, in the hopes of finding out <laughs> what song lyrics have you butchered for a long time <laughs> oh, and man. found that you were wrong and found out the real ones and was like, oh, <sighs> and you don't have to go for a lot of songs. You can go for just one. Man, this gives me anxiety just thinking about it. I've done because there's part. so many, but it's like I don't. There's some that I've not known. It's not even that I butcher them. It's just that I don't know them. So if I'm singing along to the song, you just kind of go. Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I may have to sit and watch that sometime. That sounds actually pretty entertaining. That's a good one, though. I like that one. Well, I will share my all-time favorite video of a song that somebody recreated with the what they thought it sounded like. It is just beautiful. Nice. I look forward to that next. With week. with crappy pictures that are drawn. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I think you know what? Oh, that's funny. Now that I think about this, uh, Josta on his podcast, he used to have a segment. He doesn't do it much anymore, but he used to have a segment that was. Uh, misheard no it was not josta no they used to do that on hollywood babylon mm, got you yeah i'm trying to think if i yeah he, they used to write in the hollywood babylon people would write in yeah this is this is the song this is what i thought they said and this is what they really said right so yeah nice. those well, are always fun i know it gives you anxiety i i don't have a clue what i want to pick so i'm gonna have to kind of go through yeah. memory lane too so it's all right I just know that big old jet had a light on, so. <laughs> Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yeah, that was Ozzy's. Was it? Yeah, he, he said that in a couple of interviews way back in the day. He's like, I, I was listening to this song, and I kept trying to figure out why he's kissing this guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it sounds like. Challenge accepted. So we'll get uh, T-Bags up to speed and may he find some butchered lyrics for the occasion. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Okay. Well, this uh, album review actually is probably, what, three weeks in the making now. Album um, review. Yeah, we've had this baby planned out for a while and through um, a week we didn't have a show and then having guests on the show, it kind of pushed it back a few weeks. But now that I've listened to the record, I'm glad we are. <clears throat> finally getting to review it and before we get started we need Monday to provide us with a little history here yes so we this week we are reviewing life of agony's new release called sound of scars and <clears throat> this album this is a band that i paul and i have been listening to since probably what, 1993 yeah our toddler metalhood days yeah so um just a little backstory. So Sound of Scars is a direct sequel to their first album, River Runs Red. 
And River Runs Red was released in October of 1993, so almost exactly 26 years ago. Um, it is considered a concept album, but I feel like it's kind of loosely that. Um, most of the story is kind of carries through in the interludes on the album, which are called Monday, Thursday, and Friday. And the songs are kind of like, I mean, they're pretty general. Like you could kind of apply them to the uh, make a concept, but I, I mean, it's pretty loose. Um, the songs are heavy on the themes of abuse, uh, broken home, suicide, stuff like that. So super, super upper. Um, and it kind of follows a protagonist that through the course of this, <clears throat> this week, this Monday, Thursday, and Friday, um, he sees his father leaving the family, his mother being very verbally abusive, his girlfriend breaks up with him, uh, he loses his job, he finds out he's failing classes at school, and ultimately ends up uh, slitting his wrists in the bathtub. The album actually ends with the sound of uh, blood dripping into the water. So that's kind of where that one leaves off. Um, so I mean, that's literally the last thing you hear. So, you know, you know that's the end of the story. Um, uh, it is pretty much a downer. Uh, the songs are pretty powerful, though, and <laughs> my uh, angsty teenage self ate it up at the time because you know i i was what what were we at that time like 15 16 so that's right yeah we're you know all about the the angst um and, yeah but i've always loved life of agony and over the years their sound has changed quite a bit a lot from album to album even um they've always been solid uh, they released Ugly in 1995. They released Soul Searching Sun in 1997. Then they kind of broke up um, and kind of had a little comeback in 2005 with Broken Valley. And I believe at that time, I can't, somewhere, it was either, I think it was between 97 and 2005, somewhere in there. They actually had Whitfield Crane from Ugly Kid Joe sing for them for a little while. Mm -hmm. I don't, they'd never recorded anything with him, but he played with them for a while. And then after 2005, they did nothing for a long time. Um, in 2011, the singer Keith Caputo uh, came out publicly as transgender and changed his name to Mina Caputo, her, now her name. And in 2017, they released their first album with Mina running the band. It's called A Place Where There's No More Pain. And then this, now we have The Sound of Scars. That's Sounds quite, quite cathartic. Yeah. And like I said, this is a direct sequel to River Runs Red. Uh, it follows the same protagonist 26 years later. Uh, and again, the story's mostly in the interludes, um, it, which are called, there's a prelude, and then it's then, now, and when. 
and uh, it kind of opens with the dispatch call of the paramedics mm -hmm. being called to the scene of the attempted suicide. And in then you hear the paramedics pulling or the protagonist out of the tub 26 years ago. And now you hear the protagonist's wife on the phone to his therapist talking to him about how the anniversary of his suicide attempt always is rough, you know, a rough time for him and seeing if the therapist can squeeze him in because she feels like he is kind of spiraling. And then in when uh, his, it's the actual therapist speaking to him, which I believe is Mina on the track. I think that's Mina as the therapist. Um, and uh, a couple of the lines that she says are really cool, but my favorite is uh, let that scar on your wrist remind you of where you've been, not where you're going. So, and overall, you know, this album sound of scars is uh, it's really powerful. Um, and it's kind of, to me, it's kind of about um, overcoming your obstacles and your depression and stuff, kind of dealing with all of that as you're traveling through it. You know, there's ups and downs, there's good days and bad days, and that's kind of all reflected in the songs. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Agree, 100. Um, I, I, I want to start with um, my favorite song on the record um lay down yeah i love that this song this is how you start a song got that cool guitar groove but then it has the break with the drums and then it comes back in and it breaks for the drums and then it goes into that cool bass line um, uh, that bass line uh, i yeah i wrote that down man it's so good just driving kind of laid back and just keeps going it's sick. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and I really like that it returns to the idea of scars again, which mm -hmm. is the second song on the album. Uh, but that kind of keeps this theme going. And then, as you said before, it's kind of about growing and moving forward because the whole idea here is that this person won't lay down and give up. Um, and I don't know if you guys felt this, but to me, that chorus reminds me of some good old sound garden from back in the early days. I don't know. Listen to it again or That's something cool. and see if you get that vibe, but I kind of got that kind of that can yeah. fail. He tuned bending and stuff like that. I actually wrote down some of the lyrics from that song. Cause that's one of my standouts as well. Um, it's it, that song to me is super empowering. And uh, I mean, throughout the whole thing, like Mina is, she's a total badass. I, she's an amazing front woman. Her voice is sick on this album. I, it's so much emotion, but in this song, especially, I feel like there's a lot of power in what she's saying. And I wrote down that the rest is up to you. There's nothing left to prove the scars that bind, the scars that bind us are all we ever knew won't lay down, lay down and die. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, was that on your top list, Paul? Oh, what? Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm multitasking. Yeah, no, this, this whole album is, uh, 
um, you know, we're just kind of, it sounds like we're just having more of a round conversation instead of everybody taking their mm-hmm. chunk and stuff, which is cool. Um, this whole album really hit pretty hard um, for me. And, you know, full disclosure, like when I heard, um, you know, the last track with the therapist and everything, I, I cried. I, I really did. And um, in that, you know, we as humans go through journeys and there's ups and downs and, you know, there's things that sometimes we beat ourselves up over and, and things that's, that's just super hard to let go. And I don't know if that's the brooding artist in me or just the elements of life, but um, you know, let me just say by no means have I ever tried to do anything to the degree that this subject matter of this album, but nonetheless, your brain takes you places sometimes, you know, nonetheless, I mean, the, the scars, be it mental, be it physical, you know, you're a survivor, things like that. I mean, that just really resonated with me. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, we all have, you know, pushed through things that were tough and hard and how am I ever going to get through this? And at the end of the day, you're still here and you're still pushing forward. And that, that message just really hit me in the gut in the right way. And um, I just, I had to listen to it, you know, three or four times pretty much in a row, like while I was working, I had an earbud in and listening to the album. And, um, you know, it's tough to focus on some technical things and concentrate when you're wanting to, you know, dig deeper into the story. But um, I, I pulled, pulled through to say the least, but um, yeah, lay down great track. I surrender the album ender mm-hmm. really was a strong way to end the album for me too. I just really felt like um, the delivery and the sequence of the tracks with the story um, played so nicely. And it's just, this is a band, you know, I, I get technical a lot, but this is a band that keeps things driving and pretty straightforward. They don't get super intricate, super technical and crazy with the musicianship. And I love that about them because it really just lets the message go through. It lets the groove uh, drive effectively. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I leave listening to the tunes and not feeling like I got ripped off by any means because they really just push through a nice solid um, performance and a nice solid delivery. And, um, you know, outside of Life of Agony, I'm a fan of Alvin Roberts illustrations. You know, he seems like he's a real creative guy and, and has some cool things going on there too. And yeah, he's awesome. And it's just, it's just cool to see, you know, this band kind of, personified with everybody as an individual you look at Mina you look at you know Alan and uh, Joey and all this kind of stuff and everybody has their uniqueness but when they become life of agony it becomes this entity and uh, it really lets everybody just shine yeah I the last thing I wanted to say about laid down was uh, you know for me personally, this is, it's probably my favorite song on the album. And I, I mean, I find myself, you know, when she just is belting out that won't lay down, lay down and die. Like I I'm singing along with that. And like, it almost brings tears to my eyes because it just feels so good. It just feels good to like get that out. And, um, there's a, Speaking of technicality, though, there is there's like a really cool trick in the chorus of this song where, and I don't know if there's a name for it or anything, but it's like it's the guitar comes in real heavy when she's singing, like it just come they come in together like the guitar, the riff and her voice, and then when she stops, the guitar lets off, 
and then it comes back in together and then it lets off and it's just it makes a really cool effect in the chorus it's real powerful kind of operatic in its own way like if if there was a symphony involved they would probably be playing with the strings and that kind of stuff in the same mm. position you know i don't know if it would what it would fall under um you know necessarily but kind of maybe it's not necessarily responsorial where you know Mina singing and then the guitar responds. No, it's at the same time. Exactly. It's more like a unison at that point. Yeah. One of the other songs that I really liked, which is this one's kind of the opposite of that one, where, you know, the person won't give up or whatever. Um, Weight of the World. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the guitar riff. Um, This one definitely had some melodic vocals. Um, But this one had that real. Uh, feeling of desperation you know as you said you're going through this whole cycle of you know you're being strong then you're weak you're strong you know because that's how life is and this person's feeling the weight of the world and i love this idea where the person's there and says you know the antidote is just out of reach uh it wouldn't kill the hypocrisy in any way you know it's just yeah like that almost they're just giving up you know at that point yeah, and um, I thought those lines were really good, and I think that really captures what a lot of people feel um, a yeah. lot of the time. Actually, there's so much in this album. That's one of the things I wrote down that it really hits on the dichotomy of like the highs and lows of you know it coming in and out of depression and stuff like that. It really does. Oh yeah. Um. Also, I, I another song. You know, Paul, we were talking about kind of the members of the band, mm-hmm. but there's uh, one song. Let me find it. Oh, uh, Eliminate. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. drums on that song. Yes. Unreal. And I'm going to tell you what, this this girl, this is Veronica Bellino, man, <laughs> she is a beast. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch her play too, but... She absolutely destroys on this album, and that eliminate is man. That's like her. Yeah, that's that's a quick life. hitter. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've totally forgot to, to mention her in, in you know my uh, rant, but I've the footage I've seen of her playing live. I mean, she just not only is she playing some hard hitting stuff, but it looks like she's having a great time. Same yes and, yeah uh, you know that's important as well so that re- i think that really reinvigorated everybody and it just made things fresh for the veteran members of the group and um <clears throat> there's just a a new energy like there's, there's an element of truth with everybody and nothing to hide just go out there and conquer yep Anybody um, else got a track they want to talk about? I have a few. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll just I there's a, a line that I um on my way out. It's in the pre-chorus. Smiles and lies, I'm wearing my best disguise. I love that. I thought that was just a really super clever line. Um and then um just a couple quick notes before you jump in. Empty hole um, really dug that. I want to thought the the melody with vocals was super catchy there. Maybe one of the catchier songs on the record. I actually that one right there. I wrote down uh, the verses sound a little bit like Stone Temple Pilots. They got oh. a bit of an STP vibe mm-hmm. just on the verses, and then it kicks into like faster rhythm and stuff like that. But a little bit of STP there. I can see. Yeah, that. which 
again, like Soundgarden, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then uh, just finally, I think I, I would assume we all probably like the song Scars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and that guitar riff to really set the tone for the record. Just what we've talked about before, like set, uh, album starters, mm-hmm. you know, after that initial, you know, call and everything is a great, that's probably the perfect song to start this record. Absolutely. That's what I said. Really strong opener. And that, that line that scars are what we are. It's, it's so perfect. Cause it just, yep. you know, they're mentally and physically any kind of trauma you have, it just, you know, it's a reminder of your experiences and that you've survived them and you're still going. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> There's a great um, Stone Sour song called Made of Scars. Yeah. It's the same theme. It's really good. That's cool. All right. Hit your notes, man. Let's hear them. Uh, well, one of my other standout tracks, I honestly like the first three songs on the album, I think are kind of the strongest ones, which is, I mean, it's so it's a little front loaded for me, but I love it all. But Black Heart, man, is so cool. The, the groove in that song is so great. And it's that, that line, man, I gave you everything. You gave me this black heart of mine. It's uh, so just powerful, I guess, maybe in the wrong way. It's like, you know, I've, <laughs> I've loved you and done everything for you. And you just shit all over me and made me hate everybody. And, you know, it's kind of, it's sad but very powerful i really like the uh, guitar at the beginning with the harmonics yes yeah i almost said something about that but i wasn't sure if harmonics would be the right thing (laughs) it sucks trying to describe music when you're not a music person isn't it i know yeah Ah. it's really really cool when you did that one thing (laughs) like and it went (laughs) (laughs) that's how we'll do it from now on (laughs) <laughs> when it made that squiggly sound, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, we've already said all of that. Um, Once Below was, that's a killer, killer track. And I it's driving me nuts because there's like those backing vocals come in and it's real gruff and weird sounding. <laughs> And I could not find anything that said who that was. So I don't know if that's, you know, I know uh, Alan does a lot of the backing vocals, but I don't know if that's him or because that that sound is nowhere else on the album. So, but I couldn't find anything that said who that was. But uh, the lyrics to Once Below are awesome. As how low can you go before you fall? What you give, what you get karma circle find my way start today up off my knees desperation desperation waits and it knows my name i mean that's pretty cool yep yeah absolutely <clears throat> lyrics and, today versus lyrics of you know the bands we've enjoyed i mean i know people will you know it's all subjective uh, hearing the same phrase 30 times versus you know, oh yeah painting a picture I resonate with that more than totally. Yeah. That, that is a thing that Josta does. Mm. That is a thing that Josta does. He has uh, the lyric police. (laughs) Yep. He's like, dude, you got to retire the rise and the suffer. And like, (laughs) we've heard it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. 
anyway, didn't mean to uh, interrupt your your flow. Oh, you're good, man. I, we're just talking. <laughs> My last thing was uh, you mentioned I surrender, and I absolutely agree with you. I actually wrote that that is an excellent closer. Um, I think Mina really shines on that song. Her vocals are, you know, pretty moody and it, it just works. And, uh, you know, the song is, it, you read the lyrics and it feels like it's a lot about isolation and trust and, you know, how trust has failed you in the past and, you know, how you carry on from that. And I love the use of the strings and, you know, it's, pretty subtle but it works comes in a little stronger at the end but yeah it's a hell of a closer yeah yep for sure here's a question for foggy now i know we've talked about life of agony a lot in the past have you had a chance to listen to any of the earlier discography at all just river runs red okay so that's perfect given that you've heard that in right you know in tandem with this how, how do you feel about the the whole package now with the story um no it's excellent i mean i think you take an excellent singer Mm -hmm. you know deep lyrics not corny not you know pandering type lyrics i mean real heartfelt lyrics um i think the band sounds better now honestly than i mean you guys have a connection to the first record that i don't have because you lived it when it first came out so i started listening to it when we were going to review that one a couple months ago. So for me, I think this record probably shows the growth in the musicians for me. And it's, and it is a little more varied in its approach. I thought the other one came through more as a one solid piece, but I like the varied in here because I think the lyrics are varied from song to song as well. So yeah, I think that that holds up. Yeah. And that, in that time too, when bands were getting established, you know, particularly like, Prongs beg to differ in this album kind of stick out with the real kind of reverberated and gated drums. They sound kind of bigger, you know, it was just kind of a, mm-hmm. uh, a cheap trick to get things to sound a little more full and that kind of thing. So things become more one dimensional in that regard, but the lyrics on river runs red still, you know, resonate with me a lot. Smiling is just a phase. Nothing can phase me. And yep. you know, that kind of thing. And it's just, <clears throat> you, you're, you hit it on the head with the growth for sure. And there's certainly been a lot of life experience to lend to that. And, uh, not to mention, you know, just trying new things and, and kind of expanding the musicality for sure. So um, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you got to see, you know, that first piece and now. And the, mm-hmm. I, I definitely encourage you to listen to the stuff in between and kind of hear how things kind of ebbed and flowed. So different. Yeah. 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 There, there was a lot of experimentation through the, through the journey, yep. but I'm, I'm happy where they're at now for sure. Um, yeah. An interesting thing to think about too is – these guys are all hardcore kids. Like they came out of the New York hardcore scene. And when they first, they started playing together around like 89 and they were pretty much a straight up like balls to the wall, hardcore band. So just from that time to when they put out their first album, they evolved. And then now 26 years later, I mean, this is where we are. So they've never stopped you listen from album to album, like they never stopped changing and growing and yeah. all of that. It's this I've I've loved listening to them over the years. One of my favorite bands. Yep. yep. Awesome. Yep. Well, I'm glad you chose it because cool. never would hit my radar. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. So many bands that would never hit our radar. I wish we had people that would like 
get on Twitter or Facebook and say, hey, check this out. Yeah. And we would all find this new group that we had no idea about. Yep. Maybe, maybe eventually. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and let's score it. JPP, what's your score? 4.75. All right, I will. Um, yep. I'm going to go with a 4.5. I still want to listen to it some more. Um, I don't think I had enough chance to. I like to listen to things a lot more than three or four times to really, you know, put mm-hmm. it in place. So, Monday, I'm going to guess uh, 4.95. I've been listening to it a lot. So, <laughs> um, uh, I would say you're not far off. Yeah, I, I would say 4.95 is that's that would be fair for me because it's just just that far from being perfect for me. I love it. It's nice to see a band that's been around this long still putting out quality like this and everything they've been through and, you know, the long stretches between a few of the albums and man, they're just still absolutely slaying the game. So love it. Perfect. Guess what we're uh, reviewing next week, guys. O-Town? Engelbert Humperdinck. Both. Excellent choices. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea. I looked and I wasn't impressed with anything. So I think <laughs> off air, we may have to come up with a retrospective. Yeah, and, find some kind of anniversary thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, unless you guys you know, want to do Hootie and the Blowfish or something. Woohoo! Hootie! Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll figure out a retrospective and do something like that next week. I think that'd be more fun for us. Right on. Speaking of Hootie, I still say that guy we saw at the Slipknot show was Darius Rucker. <laughs> He's a closet fan, I'm sure of it. Just they just tell. played there the night before. It had to be him. <laughs> I did notice he did jump the fuck up, so he's a, he's a <laughs> good maggot, so I like him already. <laughs> All right. Um, that's pretty much going to do it for this week, except for um, I don't, Monday. I don't know if you listened to anything else this week. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> Prong has a new song out. Yes, I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be more than one song, but it's just one song, but it's <laughs> Prong, so it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I listened to that. Um, I haven't been listening to a whole lot new. Other, You know, I found a couple new podcasts to listen to at work, so that's about it. There's some some that I listen to that do seasons that have come back now. So it's just, you know, the constant rotation of what I'm listening to at work. Cool. Disgraceland is back. So I love that. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, I knew Tommy was going to release just like one or two songs here and there right now. Cause I watched an interview with him. He's like, no one gives a shit about a full album anymore. So I'm just going to sprinkle stuff. Yeah. Out there. Yes. I yeah. do care about a full album. He's watching. I know. Up, Mr. I actually commented, I read an interview of that, that I'm in a prong fan group on Facebook and that Mm -hmm. Tommy actually interacts with quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, I saw where he said that and nobody, nobody cares about new music and this and that. And I wrote a response on there and I was like, dude, we're out here. We love you. We want new music. We listen, you know, but the problem is, is we're in a, a state that doesn't really, uh, it's not as supportive of his style of music as, you know, contemporary country and top 40 stuff. So oh, it's yeah. probably hard for Garbage. him to, to get the support here as it is yeah. on the coast. Such, or the big yeah. 
Well, you keep being loud, Monday. I'm trying. Fight the fight for us. Yep. Don't wear deodorant so I can smell you from a mile away and keep screaming. So I would I put- love it if there would be a movement where people would start putting out more albums like this. You know, with the singular theme and through lines and attach. I don't know. I love that. That's, that's probably my favorite thing in music. It is. So. Yeah, it's cool. But more than anything, it just has to be good. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but even if it is, like, <clears throat> nobody gives a shit. So <laughs> it's whatever. I'll just keep uh, enjoying what I enjoy <laughs> and supporting who I like. Correct. And keeping kids out of your lawn with a slingshot, right? That's right. That's next. (laughs) JPP, are you going to tell us what that record was you were talking about earlier? Yeah. So, um, gosh, it's been about 10 years ago. I stumbled upon on iTunes, you know, speaking of new music and, you know, ingesting bits here and there, there was a compilation uh, called the Valerie collective. And I believe (laughs) it might be a French label. if I'm not mistaken. I don't hold me to that, but nonetheless, it was a label that was doing the, the early synthwave stuff and fell in love with it. It was all these old classic sounding hooks from the eighties and everything. And with a modern twist too. one particular band on there had a song called faces and the group was called electric youth. I'm like, how Debbie Gibson of them, but <laughs> they're great. It's a duet and they write some just really cool tunes, female vocalist. And um, you know, I, they may have live personnel, but I've always just seen the two um performing but they released a new album uh called memory emotion and it's a lot of fun there's um lots of arpeggiated synths and her voice is really just kind of uh angelic and just i wouldn't say monotone but she definitely doesn't belt like a lot it just kind of has a nice mellow consistent tone over everything so it's kind of artsy in its own right and um just a lot of fun to listen to i always love the way they play with sounds and, and really explore kind of that retro element. So um, that was on rotation a lot this weekend. Uh, my wife and I finished the boys this week too. We had finally got a chance yes. to watch that and <laughs> I can't wait for season two. I did not see that coming. <laughs> it was, it was great. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice cast. Um, I got to say that, the acting, um, especially from one of the main superheroes, he was just like, oh, you feel bad for him. Oh, you really hate him. You know, like he did such yeah. a good job. And, um, you know, Billy Butcher, you can't go wrong with him either. So <laughs> love Elizabeth Shue and that. She's got me crushing on her all over again. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> I, I want to go, go back to babysitting and uh, <laughs> that good stuff. So, you know, that was pretty much the week in a nutshell. We were sprinkling episodes in where, where possible. And, um, you know, have you know that I finished the season opener and then ended uh, the evening uh, wrapping up the Deva Quartet episode and getting that uh, uploaded. So um, I multitask like no other and <laughs> double whammy satisfaction. Show out, season ended. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, that was a fun show with Deva. I hope that... Uh... I hope some people listen and decide to pick up that record because it is good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awesome to talk talk with them, you know. And uh, <laughs> Liza was a good sport for putting up with our antics too. So, <laughs> and talking to us for over an hour on her phone. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I still, man. Again, kudos to you, Paul, dude. The edits on that were mm-hmm. flawless, <laughs> and I'm super impressed. I don't know if it's just Zoom, but I'm super impressed with the quality of her on the phone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's Zoom does a really nice job of uh, you know working with multiple multiple streams of data at the same time. So um, I think that you know it's a it's a good home base for us for right now. And and I the fact that I don't have to um, synchronize our tracks as much as I did with like Google Hangouts and stuff because I had to deal with Foggy's connection speed, your connection speed, Tony's connection speed, and then just try to wow. you know edit the pauses in between. <laughs> Zoom, that's where it's at. Yes, and this is not a sponsored uh, shout out, by the way. This is just, just <laughs> us. Unless, unless you want to pay us for the show, then it is. Yeah. Hey, Zoom, yeah. You know, it's, it's okay to talk about stuff you like sometimes. That's right. <laughs> that's what we do a lot of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. What have you been up to? What are you listening to besides Life of Agony and uh, Blackhawks winning? Um, yeah, and I checked one more time. That jerk came back and beat me by two points this week. Oh, no. I know. My first loss of the season. <clears throat> it's heartbreaking. <laughs> but otherwise, I had a pretty good week. Um, and I went back, you know, I mean, obviously, we talked to Davis. So, of course, that brings up Rush stuff. And um, a really underrated record. Because everybody thinks that Rush, after the mid-'80s, kind of faded away. They weren't good anymore or whatever. But Clockwork Angels... Um, for a concept record and actually had a novel that was written with it by uh, oh Anderson. Can't think of his first name right now, but he wrote comics and um, he wrote some Star Wars books and stuff. Not Brent Anderson? No, that's not right. No, it's not right. He's he's an artist. Um, Anyway, anyway, so that's, but the concept of that album is just amazing. And I think at uh, some point, Paul and I are going to do a mini-sode over that down the road. Correct, Paul? That's right. That's right. That awesome. Right. And uh, so you pass I guess that. I'll just sit over here in the corner, cry. <laughs> well, do you want to do it with us? You, no, have to read a, you have to read a small novel. I'm good. What an a-hole. <laughs> Is it Kevin J. Anderson? <laughs> yes, Kevin Anderson. Yep. Thank Include you. me. I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. I just want to be asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So then besides that, I wrote a ton this week between school and writing articles. So if you want to check out any of my music articles or comic articles or sports articles, you can do so at breakthefourth.com and sportsmediapass.com. You go That's it, the corner, Mundy. What's that? Oh, yeah. You don't cry in the corner. Uh, that would make me happy though, because it reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> now it just reminds me of Drew Carey. No, Bob Barker forever. That's right. Remember to spay and neuter your metalhead Monday. There you go. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Back. Anything else before we let these fine listeners go? Uh, we need to throw our handles out there. How people can find us? Do it. Uh, I am on Instagram at Metalhead Monday, so come say hi. Hi, hey, <laughs> JPP. I am at Instagram under Just Plain Paul. Uh, occasionally, I'm on the Wanderings and Wool Gathering Instagram under Wanderings and Wool Gathering. Um, you know, full disclosure, I'm guilty of not posting enough on there, but give me a nudge, I'll, I'll be sure to share some updates for sure. And you can find us on Facebook under Wanderings and Wool Gathering. And let me just say this too, because we don't say it enough. If you're listening on one of your favorite podcast platforms, uh, please you know, subscribe, 
Give us yes. a, a rating. Let us know how we're doing. And if there's anything that we're missing out there from what you're listening to uh, that you think we should chime in on or give a l- review to, uh, please be sure to drop us a note and let us know what you're listening to and uh, you know how we should listen to it as well. Yes. Subscribe, rate, review. That helps us a ton and it costs you absolutely nothing but a few seconds. And maybe half a calorie. Yeah. Getting skinnier by the minute. That's what we do for people. We help people lose weight. That's right. <laughs> half, half a calorie at a time. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Foggy's Pal. And I'm also on Facebook and uh, sometimes posting at Wanderings and Wool Gathering. But mostly, you'll find me on Twitter. All right, next week, we're going to have song lyrics that we may have butchered over time. I will be bringing you a challenge inspired by Lester Bangs. And uh, Tony should be back with a full report. And if not, he will be reporting on O-Town. I think that's all we have this week. See you next time. Bye now.